Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're diving into A Brief History of Thought by Dr. Luke Ferry. This enlightening journey through the annals of Western philosophy is distilled into an engaging, understandable narrative that spans from the stoicism of classical Greece to the complex layers of 20th century postmodernism. Ferry, a renowned French philosopher and former professor of philosophy at Paris Diderot University, not only maps out the pivotal moments in philosophical thought, but also emphasizes their relevance in our quest for happiness and meaning in the modern world. From his unique vantage point as a celebrated author and former minister of education in France, Ferry simplifies the often daunting web of philosophical concepts and their evolution over centuries. A brief history of thought is more than just a historical account. It's an invitation to apply time-tested wisdom to our daily lives. Whether you're wrestling with philosophy's cryptic puzzles, a history student eager to connect the dots in Western thought, or an introspective soul on a quest for life's meanings, this book offers valuable insights into how the ideas of the world's most influential thinkers can illuminate the path to a fulfilled life. Join us as we explore how Dr. Luke Ferry makes the profound accessible, demonstrating that philosophy is not merely an academic pursuit, but a practical tool for living well. A Brief History of Thought, A Philosophical Guide to Living. Introduction. Embark on a journey through Western philosophy. Philosophy can often seem like an impenetrable fortress of complex ideas and convoluted theories. To the uninitiated, trying to grasp these concepts can be as frustrating as trying to admire a magnificent landscape through a fogged-up window. Yet, within this complex field lies the key to understanding some of the most profound questions about existence, morality, and the human condition. Our journey will cut a clear path through the dense forest of Western philosophical thought, unveiling its beauty in a language that's accessible to everyone. From the ancient Greeks' musings on the cosmos, to the modern embrace of humanism, we'll navigate the evolution of Western philosophy, touching on its most critical stages and the luminous minds that have shaped its course. Through this exploration, we'll encounter how different schools of thought have not only wrestled with the abstract, but have also provided practical wisdom for dealing with life's most existential dilemmas, including the ever-looming specter of mortality. By understanding these philosophical milestones, you'll gain insights into how to live a life that's not only happier and more content, but also imbued with deeper meaning. Prepare to delve into some of the pivotal questions and revelations that have emerged from Western philosophy. Discover the parallels and intersections between philosophy and religion, shedding light on their shared quest for understanding and meaning. Unravel the reasons why Christianity eventually took the helm from Greek philosophical traditions, marking a significant shift in the intellectual and spiritual landscape of the West. Enter the groundbreaking era, heralded by Friedrich Nietzsche whose radical ideas would redefine the future trajectory of philosophical thought. This journey promises not just an intellectual awakening, but an opportunity to apply centuries of wisdom to our modern lives, helping us navigate the complexities of existence with greater clarity and purpose. So, 
Let's embark on this adventure, ready to unlock the secrets of the past and discover their profound relevance to our present and future. Part 1. Understanding the core of philosophy, its three fundamental dimensions. Diving into the realm of philosophy might initially feel like navigating a labyrinthine library with no map. The challenge begins with pinning down what philosophy actually is, a task not made any easier by the fact that philosophers themselves are a famously diverse and disputatious bunch. Yet, despite the cacophony of voices, it's possible to sketch a broad outline that captures the essence of philosophical inquiry. At its core, philosophy grapples with the human condition. We are finite beings, conscious of our limitations in time and space, acutely aware of our mortality in a way no other animal seems to be. This awareness casts a long shadow over our existence. While animals live unencumbered by thoughts of their inevitable demise, we humans move through life with the weight of knowing that we and those we cherish will one day perish. This burden is the source of a profound existential angst, a blend of fear, wonder and longing that pervades our experience. Both philosophy and religion have endeavoured to offer solace from this existential dread, albeit through markedly different means. Religion, particularly Christianity, suggests a path to salvation through faith, offering a promise of eternal life beyond the veil of death, a realm where reunions with loved ones await. Philosophy, by contrast, seeks liberation through the power of reason, aspiring to dispel the clouds of fear and uncertainty by deepening our understanding of ourselves, our fellow beings, and the universe we inhabit. Philosophy's quest is structured around three key stages. Firstly, there's theory, which is essentially a deep dive into the nature of reality. This includes an examination of the methodologies and tools at our disposal for understanding the world, probing questions of causality and the standards for establishing truth. The second stage is ethics, which shifts the focus to humanity, exploring how we ought to behave and interact with each other. This is where philosophical thought turns outward, from introspection to action, questioning the principles that should govern our communal life. Finally, there's wisdom, or salvation, the culmination of philosophical inquiry. Here the questions become more existential. Is there an overarching meaning to life? How can we lead lives imbued with purpose and free from the paralyzing fear of death? One of the earliest philosophies to navigate these stages was Stoicism. It provides a blueprint for using the tools of philosophy not just as an academic exercise, but as a means of achieving a serenity and resilience in the face of life's inevitable challenges. Through this three-pronged approach, philosophy invites us on a journey to understand not just the universe, but our place within it, offering us a bridge over the tumultuous waters of existential dread towards a shore of clearer understanding and, perhaps, tranquility. Part 2. Stoicism. Unraveling the Universe and Our Role Within It Among the glittering array of philosophies that have emerged from ancient Greece, Stoicism holds a place of particular reverence. Established in the 3rd century BC by Zeno of Citium, Stoicism offers a comprehensive guide to understanding the universe and our intertwined destinies within it. 
To fully appreciate its scope, let's journey through the philosophical stages of theory, ethics, and salvation as delineated through the Stoic lens. The Stoics conceived of the universe as akin to a living organism, with every component functioning like organs within a body, each designed to contribute to the overall harmony and well-being of the whole. They envisaged a universe where every element was interlinked in a perfectly ordered natural system, which they termed the cosmos. Unlike the monotheistic religion's external god, the Stoics saw this order as intrinsic to the universe itself. Take, for example, the human body and the environment it inhabits. According to Stoic thought, our physical form and the world around us are in synchrony, endowed with everything necessary for our sustenance and flourishing. Our faculties, from eyesight for navigating the terrain, to intellect for solving problems, and the natural bounty that feeds and shelters us, are all part of this grand orderly design. This leads us to the Stoic view on ethics, which centers on the alignment with the cosmic order. Actions in harmony with this universal arrangement were deemed morally upright, while those discordant were considered unethical. For a Stoic, ethical living meant embracing one's place in the universe and dutifully acting within its confines. This viewpoint, though intriguing, raises contemporary eyebrows, especially when considering its implications on social roles and the acceptance of one's lot in life even in situations of inequality such as slavery. Salvation, in the Stoic sense, is achieved through a profound connection with the cosmic order and an understanding that death does not signify an end, but rather a transition within the eternal cycle of the universe. The Stoics believed that death merely shifted us from one state of existence to another within the vast continuum of the natural order. Thus, engaging deeply with the cosmos, and living in accordance with its rhythms offered a tranquil passage through life and beyond, redefining death not as a cessation, but as a waypoint in the eternal cosmic journey. Through this exploration of Stoicism, we uncover a philosophy that presents a deeply interconnected vision of the universe and our place within it, advocating for a life lived in harmony with the natural order leading to a unique understanding of ethics and a reimagined perspective on life, death, and salvation. Part 3. The Transformation of Thought – How Christianity Redefined Ancient Wisdom Christianity, while not a philosophy by the strictest definition due to its prioritization of faith over reason, emerged as a formidable system of thought that not only challenged but eventually displaced the prevailing Greek philosophies leaving an indelible mark on the trajectory of human history. The revolutionary shift that Christianity brought to the table can be dissected through the familiar stages of theory, ethics and salvation, offering a fascinating glimpse into how it succeeded in reshaping the intellectual landscape. At the heart of Christian doctrine is a seismic shift in the concept of logos from an abstract, universal logic characterizing the structure of the universe to its embodiment in a singular figure, Jesus Christ. This represented a dramatic departure from the impersonal nature of previous systems to a framework centered around an extraordinary individual. The Christian approach to understanding reality introduced faith as the critical tool, 
a stark contrast to the reasoned analysis favored by Greek thinkers. Believers were called to place their trust in Jesus as the Logos incarnate, the emissary of the divine. When it comes to ethics, Christianity charted a radically different course in several key respects. It vehemently opposed the Greek acceptance of natural hierarchy, which attributed social roles to innate characteristics like strength or beauty. Christianity contended that such physical disparities were irrelevant. Instead, what mattered were the choices individuals made, elevating the concept of moral agency to unprecedented prominence. This emphasis on free will was Christianity's first significant ethical innovation, followed closely by the assertion that the spiritual realm held precedence over the material world. Early Christian martyrs, facing execution rather than renouncing their faith, exemplified the belief that the external, corporeal world paled in importance next to the inner spiritual life. A third ethical breakthrough under Christian thought was the foundational idea of a unified humanity. By personalizing logos in Christ and asserting the equality of all as God's creation, Christianity laid the groundwork for conceiving the human race as a singular, equal community. Salvation, in the Christian understanding, presented a deeply personal promise of eternity. Unlike the impersonal continuation of existence envisioned by some philosophies, Christianity offered its adherents the prospect of individual immortality within the heavenly kingdom. This pledge of personal survival beyond death, complete with consciousness and the joy of reuniting with lost loved ones, provided a potent antidote to the existential dread of mortality. In these profound transformations across theory, ethics, and salvation, Christianity redefined the philosophical inquiries that had occupied thinkers for centuries, proposing a new vision of existence that intertwined deeply personal faith with the universal human quest for meaning and purpose. Part 4. The Dawn of Modern Philosophy. Bridging the Infinity with Human Thought. The 16th and 17th centuries marked an epoch of profound transformation in human understanding of the cosmos. Groundbreaking advancements by luminaries such as Nicolaus Copernicus and Isaac Newton upended centuries-old beliefs, positioning Earth not at the center of the universe, but within an infinite expanse governed by calculable forces. This revelation was not merely scientific. It was a philosophical earthquake that shook the very foundations of human understanding and our place in the universe. Imagine the existential vertigo of that era, where the comforting notion of a finite anthropocentric cosmos was replaced by the vision of an endless mechanistic universe. With traditional religious assurances about the afterlife and humanity's special role in creation now thrown into question, a new ethical framework and a novel form of salvation were urgently needed. Enter the French philosopher René Descartes, whose contributions would catalyze the birth of modern philosophy. Facing the tidal wave of doubt unleashed by the scientific revolution, Descartes wielded skepticism as a philosophical scalpel, carving out a method of inquiry that sought an indubitable foundation for knowledge. By embracing a stance of radical skepticism, and critical thinking, embodied in his method of tabula rasa, where all assumptions are wiped clean to start afresh, Descartes epitomized the critical spirit fundamental to the modern philosophical endeavor.
the torch of innovation was passed to Jean-Jacques Rousseau, a giant in the pantheon of philosophy and the forefather of modern humanism. Rousseau embarked on a quest to recenter the philosophical universe around humanity itself. He posited that a deep understanding of human nature would unlock a deeper comprehension of the world we inhabit. But Rousseau's view of humanity was not just as another cog in nature's machinery. He celebrated our unique capacity for perfectibility, the inherent potential within each person to evolve and refine their essence over a lifetime, distinct from the instinct-bound patterns of animal behavior. Yet, the challenge of salvation remained, in the absence of traditional religious assurances. Some advocates of modern humanism sought solace in what might be termed religions of earthly salvation. These secular belief systems, including communism, scientism, and nationalism, positioned humanity rather than divinity at the center of their universe. They offered utopian visions, promising followers a form of salvation rooted not in the afterlife, but in the achievement of collective human objectives deemed more valuable than individual existence. Thus, the scientific revolution not only recalibrated humanity's understanding of the cosmos, but also heralded a new phase in philosophical thought, where the infinite and the intimate converging offered fresh pathways to comprehend our place in the universe and the quest for meaning in an ever-expanding reality. Part 5. Kant's Ethical Revolution from Rousseau's humanism to the categorical imperative. Jean-Jacques Rousseau's vision of human potential and freedom laid the groundwork for a philosophical inquiry into the ethical responsibilities of this newfound autonomy. The question that emerged, how humanity could navigate its liberty to exercise ethical judgment, ignited a fresh exploration of moral philosophy. Immanuel Kant, an influential figure in the realm of ethics, took up this challenge in the 18th century, charting a course that would profoundly shape the contours of modern humanism. Kant's innovative approach to ethics was predicated on two pivotal assertions that stood as pillars for what would become the backbone of contemporary moral philosophy. His first principle centered on the concept of disinterested actions, the notion that truly ethical behavior must rise above personal or selfish motivations. While humans, like all creatures, are propelled by innate desires, Kant argued that our unique capacity as rational beings allows us to transcend these instincts. To act ethically, according to Kant, is to set aside one's self-centered urges in favor of a detached, impartial stance. This commitment to disinterestedness must be a conscious choice, freely made. Any coercion or external compulsion would strip the act of its moral value. The second cornerstone of Kant's ethical framework is the principle that moral actions should aim for a universal collective benefit rather than serving individual or parochial interests. Ethical conduct, in Kant's view, transcends the narrow confines of familial or national loyalties, reaching out to embrace the broader expanse of shared humanity. Through deliberate choices that prioritize the common good over private gain, we align our actions with a higher humanistic ideal, effectively distancing ourselves from our baser self-centered impulses. Kant diverged from the Stoic conception of ethics, 
which advocated for alignment with the natural order. Instead, Kant urged a kind of resistance to our instinctual drives, advocating for actions that, though contrary to nature, elevate our collective human welfare. He encapsulated this duty to prioritize universal human values over personal desires in the categorical imperative, an undebatable moral command to act in ways that could be universally endorsed. The emergence of the categorical imperative reflects our struggle against our innate, egoistic tendencies. If altruism towards humanity were our default state, Kant posited, we wouldn't need such a directive urging us toward it. Kant's philosophical innovations laid the groundwork for modern humanism, challenging us to conceive of ethics not as a conformity to nature, but as an exercise of our freedom to act in the service of humanity. Yet, this groundbreaking framework would later encounter a formidable critique in the works of Friedrich Nietzsche, whose examination would shake the very foundations of Kantian ethics and modern humanism in the 18th century. Part 6. Nietzsche's Radical Challenge, A Leap Beyond Humanism into Postmodern Thought In the pantheon of philosophical disruptors, Friedrich Nietzsche stands out for his audacious challenge to the bedrock of Western thought. His philosophy not only critiqued the established doctrines of Christianity, humanism and socialism, but also declared an outright war on what he diagnosed as nihilism, the belief in the existence of an ideal, superior world that necessitates the devaluation of the present life in favor of some distant utopia. Nietzsche saw this relentless pursuit of an elusive better world as a rejection of life's inherent value. According to him, doctrines that prioritize abstract ideals like God or humanity over the tangible vibrancy of life itself engage in a subtle yet profound act of nihilism, negating the worth of lived experience. In articulating his counter-narrative, Nietzsche dismantled the scaffolding of utopian longing to assert that life does not derive its meaning from an external, superior entity. Instead, it is self-sustaining, imbuing itself with purpose and significance. This radical reorientation frames life as its own justification, freeing it from the need for external validation. Fundamental to Nietzsche's vision was the notion of the world as a theater of conflict between two primary forces, the reactive and the active, both engaged in perpetual struggle without the possibility of synthesis into a harmonious whole. Reactive forces, by their nature, operate by denying and undermining other forces. Nietzsche argued that major systems of thought, whether religious, scientific, or philosophical, essentially react against the messiness of human existence, seeking to offer transcendental truths that, while comforting, ultimately minimize the importance of the here and now. Conversely, active forces celebrate creation without the need to negate what came before. Art epitomizes this positive dynamic for Nietzsche, opening vistas of perception without discrediting earlier viewpoints. The vitality of art lies in its capacity to enrich without negating, serving as a realm where active forces thrive, unencumbered by the hierarchical judgments that constrain other spheres of human endeavor. Nietzsche did not advocate for the elimination of reactive forces in favor of active ones, 
but rather championed the pursuit of a delicate equilibrium between the two. The will to power, as he termed it, is the dynamic impulse to navigate and balance these forces, leading to a life lived with intensity and authenticity. He envisioned the optimal state of existence, what he termed the grand style, as the harmonious coexistence of active and reactive forces. Achieving this state transforms life into a vivid, full experience, transcending the limitations of regret, doubt, and self-denial. Nietzsche's bold reimagining of life's purpose and the inherent value of the present moment positions him as a pivotal figure in the transition to postmodern thought. By challenging the foundational assumptions of humanism, Nietzsche carved a new philosophical path that continues to resonate and provoke. Yet, as with all groundbreaking ideas, Nietzsche's vision would itself come under scrutiny, proving that the journey of thought is an ever-evolving quest. Part 7. Navigating Beyond Postmodern Skepticism The Renaissance of Contemporary Humanism In the wake of Nietzsche's paradigm-shifting critique, postmodernism came to challenge the very foundations upon which we construct meaning, urging a relentless interrogation of values and belief systems. Yet this rigorous examination raises a poignant question. If we dismantle the scaffolds of our thought, disavowing the belief in anything beyond the tangible reality, what direction are we left to pursue? The zeal of postmodernism, with its veneration of the immediate and concrete, risks culminating in a form of cynical stagnation. Enter contemporary humanism, a philosophical vantage point that leverages postmodern critiques to rejuvenate the humanistic tradition for the modern era. This fresh iteration of humanism acknowledges the insights of postmodernism, but seeks a path beyond its cynicism. At the heart of contemporary humanism lies the recognition of transcendence a pivotal departure from the notion that nothing exists beyond our immediate experience. Through the illustrative analogy of a matchbox, famously employed by German philosopher Edmund Husserl, the existence of unseen dimensions is demonstrated. Just as holding a matchbox only ever reveals three of its six sides, so too does our perception of reality inevitably conceal aspects from our view some of which belong to the realm of transcendence. This paradigm affirms that, despite our deepest inquiries, reality forever contains elements that lie beyond our comprehensive grasp, introducing the concept of here and now transcendence. This acknowledgement of transcendence also implies a humility before the vast expanse of human knowledge, distancing contemporary humanism from its predecessors' sometimes naive faith in science and the notion of absolute knowledge. Furthermore, contemporary humanism redefines ethics in light of Nietzsche's rejection of life-transcending values. Today's Western democracies, influenced by this stance, rarely see individuals sacrificing their lives for abstract entities like God or state ideologies. The humanistic values of today prioritize life itself, proposing a more horizontal form of transcendence that is rooted in a collective human experience rather than in hierarchical, vertical loyalties. Yet, contemporary humanism does not profess to offer a form of salvation that vanquishes the fear of death 
as Christianity might. Instead, it reframes this fear as a catalyst for action, urging individuals to focus on what they can achieve in the here and now for the betterment of humanity as a whole. Thus, contemporary humanism emerges as a compelling philosophical direction, offering a vision that acknowledges the complexity and unknowability of reality, while still asserting the importance of transcendent values and collective ethical engagement. In doing so, it charts a course beyond postmodern disillusionment towards a renewed and grounded humanism. Final Summary Western philosophy has traversed a remarkable journey, evolving through approximately five distinct epochs that have each significantly reshaped our understanding of the world, our ethical frameworks, and our notions of salvation. This narrative arc spans from the birth of Greek philosophy through the transformative influence of Christianity, the rise of humanism, the introspective turn of postmodernism, and culminates in the nuanced perspective of contemporary philosophy. Each epoch marked a bold pivot from the philosophies that preceded it, introducing fresh insights and approaches across the three foundational aspects of philosophical inquiry, theory, ethics, and salvation. Greek philosophy laid the groundwork, exploring the nature of reality, morality, and human purpose through the lenses of reason and observation. This era was characterized by attempts to understand the cosmos and humanity's place within it, epitomized by the Stoics' quest for harmony with the natural order. Christianity then emerged as a powerful force, shifting the focus from abstract philosophical speculation to a faith-centered view of the universe, anchored in the belief in a personal God and the promise of salvation through Jesus Christ. This transition profoundly altered the ethical landscape, emphasizing love, charity, and the intrinsic value of every human soul. Humanism, blossoming with the Renaissance, reclaimed the spotlight for humanity itself, championing the capacity of humans to shape their destiny and the world around them. It espoused a return to classical wisdom while embracing the burgeoning spirit of scientific inquiry and individualism. Postmodernism introduced a deep skepticism towards these grand narratives and universal truths, challenging the foundations of knowledge, ethics, and existence itself. It questioned the objectivity of humanism and revealed the complexities and contradictions inherent in any claim to universal truth. Finally, contemporary philosophy, building upon the critical insights of postmodernism, seeks a path towards a rejuvenated humanism. It acknowledges the limitations of human knowledge and the existence of transcendental aspects of reality, proposing a more humble, experiential, and communal approach to understanding the world. Contemporary humanism aims to harmonize the value of individual experience with a recognition of the interconnectedness and shared fate of humanity. Throughout these transformative phases, Western thought has continually wrestled with and refined its answers to the most profound questions concerning the nature of reality, the basis of ethical living, and the pursuit of life's ultimate purpose. The latest chapter, Contemporary Humanism, offers a promising synthesis that reconciles the individual's search for meaning with the collective endeavor of humanity, charting a course forward in which the wisdom of the past informs the challenges of the present.
Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.